Hi, everybody. Welcome to Seek's Insights Hire a Podcast Series. Today's series is actually on ad writing, and I'm joined today by Nicola Laver, who is the Associate Client Training Manager at Seek. Very impressive title. Hello, Nicola. Hi, Hamish. Tell us about your uh, job. What do you actually do at Seek? I am responsible for collating the information that goes behind the training for our clients. So if we focus on ad writing, part of my role is to really have a look at what's happening on our website in terms of how clients are writing ads, how we can put some data behind that to sort of help them or empower them to write an ad that's going to attract quality candidates rather than quantity. So a lot of the, the, the a lot of the things that I do is all about the story behind what we're trying to present to the client. Great. Okay, sure. Prior to Seek, what were you doing then? You had a background in, in uh, recruitment agency space? Yeah, I did. I had um, 14 years in recruitment, so that always sounds quite old when I say that. Um, but I specialised um, in grad recruitment. So I was with Hoban Recruitment for about 10 years, 10 and a half years. Um, and in that, I worked on large graduate programs. And under that, there was sort of internships, summer vacation, Indigenous programs, that sort of thing. Sure. So fast forward today, put your Seek hat on yep. and let's look at writing ads in the current environment. Why? Tell me why it's never been so important um, for Horace to know how to write an effective job ad. Yeah, I think we, you almost need to take a step back when you're writing a job ad. I think you need to look at what am I trying to attract and how am I going to attract that? So we all say it's a candidate marketplace um, and there's many reasons. Some industries, there's a lot of candidates out there trying to get a job and in some industries, there's a real sort of weakening, I guess. There's not a lot of candidates to sort of play with. Okay. So for me, I think when you're writing a job ad, you've really got to, to know what the marketplace is all about. You've got to apply, I, I guess you've got to apply some sort of data reasoning behind that. You've got to ensure a number of things. You've got to ensure that your, your ad is targeted. It's it's sending the right messages out to the right candidate. You've got to stop using generic terms, those sorts of things. So okay. for me, it's, it's really about a, a targeted approach. It's an interesting time in the marketplace. We've got four generations. Yeah. So we've got okay. millennials, we've got Gen Y, we've got... Gen X's, which is B, and we've got the big baby boomers that are sort of still here but are exiting. So your job ad has to almost cater for those demographics, but it also has to cater for how do I attract the right candidate because it's the beginning of your recruitment strategy. Sure. So in terms of that and understanding your marketplace, you've just got to ensure that you are succinct, it's, it's pointed, um, and you've got the right information in the job ad. Great. Okay, sure. So basically take out any of that fluff and that generic information you sort of mentioned there. That's not helping you get that cut through with candidates. Absolutely. Okay, sure. Yeah. In terms of candidates, let's touch on them. What sort of behaviours are we seeing on Seek when they're searching for jobs? What are some of the things that you've noticed? Oh, look, I think it's really fascinating. Um, and It's fascinating in the sense that what we thought 10 years ago and how people behaved is totally different from today. And I think technology plays a, a strong part of that. So Fundamentally, anyone that goes on to seek will look at a role title and location, and that's how they begin their search. Mm -hmm. So if your role title is something that is generic or not generic, but something that is fantastic, like extraordinary executive assistant, yeah. you're going to be missed, right? right? So keep it really simple. So if, I'm, if I want to apply for a job, I'd probably, my keyword search would start with recruitment consultant, Fremantle, right. and I would okay. begin that way. 77% of all searches are including location. So what that's telling me is that candidates want to work close to home. Yep. They'll, they'll travel for the right role. So if, if I have to leave Sydney to go to Melbourne, I'm going to travel there if that's the, if the right role for me. Sure. Millennials want to work close to home. 
So they'll look for jobs that are really close to, you know, not within walking distance, but 15 minutes max. Okay. So location's really important to, to the marketplace and, and to candidates. And keyword searches is just as important. So we're seeing 69% of, of all searches include a keyword search. Right. Candidates are becoming quite savvy. They're more sophisticated. So they're looking for things in your job ad that they can cut through and get to straight away. So IT candidates, for instance, will start searching on skills. Right, okay. Accounting, finance, they'll want a CPA, CA, those sorts of things. So we need to ensure that how people are searching, our job ad sort of responds to that. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then some of it is classifications as well. Yeah. So we're finding that... You know, Canada, I think we've really trained our, our job seekers to, to look at our classifications mm -hmm. because they're quite reliant on those yep. subclassifications. Sure. So I think for them it's like, great, I know what's in banking and finance or I know what's in, you know, HR, et cetera, et cetera. So classifications does play an important part. So the top three searches are location, keywords and classifications. Great. So the call out there, make sure your ad can be, has those elements in there and you can be found more easily. Great. Yeah, exactly. What about sometimes when we look through an advert and and the best way to actually structure the body of an advert? Because as you call out, there's some really important information to put in there, but sometimes we see um, ads that are really, really hard to read or sometimes there's too little information. What are some of the tips to some of the listeners in actually how to structure a job ad? Yeah, the biggest tip is definitely um, use bolded subheadings. So, of course, you're going to have your role title. You know, you want to tell the candidate about the company. You want to tell the candidate about the role, skills and experience, culture. Benefits is huge at the moment. So right. candidates are really, if you can't promote salary, candidates will go straight to benefit what's in it for me. Okay. So your ad really needs to be structured and it really needs to be able to read it on mobile and desktop. But more importantly, you need to make sure you've got those defining elements that are going to entice or encourage a candidate to look further. So role title and summary are the first two places that a candidate will look at. Sure. And then they'll consider reviewing further detail in the job ad. Yeah. You mentioned mobile there. Now, you just have to walk down the street. Everybody's got their face in the smartphone. It's virtually yeah. becoming a safety issue. Yeah. Um, tell us, um, that structure you started describing there, um, is that going to benefit the mobile user? And, and what does the traffic look like? Like, how many people are searching seek on a mobile device? Yeah, that's... Mobile devices, 64% of people come through a mobile device. 64, okay. Yep. Which can't, it results in one in three applying sure. for a position. So mobile devices are really interesting. Candidates, you know, you as you said, you need to look on a train. You can see everybody is on their phone. They'll shortlist. They'll save the job. They'll type in notes and they may go home and apply, apply on a desktop or they may, as I said, one in three will apply straight away. So if your ad content is not readable on a mobile phone, if you don't follow that structure, it'll be missed. Sure. So mobile is really important to the job seeker in terms of shortlisting. Sure. And that, that's what we're seeing more and more of. So we often hear our hires talking about when they're placing a role for a role position that's perhaps easy to fill versus ones that are hard to fill. Is it possible for them to actually structure their advert um, to talk and actually encourage people to reply where it's hard to fill versus an easy to fill role? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think with hard to fill role, firstly, there are some key discussions you probably will need to have with your hiring manager prior to writing the job ad. Okay. So, for instance, you need to look at salary. You need to look at the benefits. You need to sort of look at what's in it for them. It's a hard-to-fill role. It's really difficult to even pipeline this talent. What am I going to do to have that conversation? Do I need to address salary? So, when you're putting your job ad together, you've got to use language that demonstrates that it's flexible when you're talking about the sure. experience required because okay. I'm not going to be able to get everything because I know it's hard to fill, but I am going to get some of what I need. Okay. 
So you've got to demonstrate some flexibility in, in, in the job ad. You've got to talk about content. You've got to tailor the content in terms of culture, in terms of strategy, your organisation. What are the benefits? And benefits, again, are really key. And you have to use the language specifically designed for those hard-to-fill roles because right. that will filter out the masses from applying. Sure. And then I think it's, 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 it's sort of more than that. You've really got to have a look at if I get four or five people applying, can I talent pool that? Can I pipeline that for future? So you're hard to fill areas and roles. Your job ad should be designed in a way that's enticing. I'm going to fill today, but what about tomorrow? Sure. And on the flip side for an easy to fill role? Any tips on how yeah. to structure a job ad there? Yeah, be very strict. I, sure. I think be as precise as you you can. Uh, you know, the, it, the must-haves, you've really got to call those out. Sure. So if you must have X, Y, Z, you have to put it in the ad. You have to be really clear in terms of the role, the requirements. Um, again, the benefits that probably don't make them as loud and proud as what you can do. Um, but you've also got to give that candidate the option to sort of select out of the application process too. If you've, you've had contact with that candidate, you know that candidate's not going to be able to do the job. You've got to kind of reinforce, this is what the job ad said. These are the role, these are requirements. Yep. This is sort of the, the skill set that we need. I imagine better to do that in the job ad than be faced with a deluge of unqualified oh, candidates coming through. Absolutely. Sure. And I think if you think about areas like insurance and superannuation where there's there's loads yep. of candidates. Yep. You put a job out there that's generic and fluffy, you're going to get 400. Yeah. So the, the stricter you are in terms of your criteria, the more succinct you are in that ad, will filter out quite a number of candidates. Sure. So in summary then, the information that you've told us, um, in three short words, what makes a great job ad? Job ad title, benefits and structure and time. Great. Nick Laver, you're a fountain of knowledge. Thank you for, thank <laughs> thank you for coming you. in and joining us today. Thanks so and much. thanks, everybody else, for joining us. Uh, we will speak to you next time on the Sick Podcast Series. Thank you very much.